1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The SPFL hits back at Rangers The dossier and Stuart Robertson He says this has nothing to do with denying Celtic the title But improving bad governance and league reconstruction is off I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me in the studio is Alex Ray And from the Man Cave for the umpteenth time, it's Hugh Keevans Well, for me, Rangers dossier is an inconsequential sideshow And to contradict Stuart Robertson, it is all about Celtic and Rangers and suspicion. It is about Rangers' suspicion. Murdo McLennan's business tie-up with Dermot Desmond makes the SPFL chairman biased in favour of Celtic. It is about Rangers' suspicion. The SPFL want to end the season prematurely in order to declare Celtic champions. This is not about the governance of Scottish football at all, in my opinion. There was no dictatorship eight weeks ago. Now a democracy has become a dictatorship in the wake of the coronavirus lockdown. But, for me... There are no grounds for suspensions, no grounds for a second independent investigation and no good reason to go on with this time-wasting exercise in division. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at Rangers' dossier yesterday. Some interesting points, Gordon. That again, it's all uh, conjecture. They're looking for answers to that. The SPFL have responded today. Uh, their stance on that and, you know, there'll be a lot more... Uh, arguing across the coming days to try and uh, gather favour mm-hmm. for this vote, uh, I think, on Tuesday. Then we also have reconstruction off the table. Uh, I think Hearts and Partick Thistle have been hardest hit by this decision today. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, we will definitely delve into that a bit deeper later on in the show. Completely understand people are, are still very much interested in in the, the, the drama of the, the SPFL on one side and Rangers on the other and this dossier in the middle. Um but actually, I mean, you can make a good case to say that the biggest story today is that league reconstruction's off. And as things stand, if and when it comes where we curtail the Premiership season, Hearts would be down, Partick Thistle would go down as well. Yeah, well, I was never for reconstruction. I, I remain consistent in my argument that it's got nothing to do with the game as it stands at the moment. I heard it described as uh, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. It was worse than that. You know, the, the good ship SPFL is already underwater. We need a rescue package, not some airy-fairy regrouping of the clubs who are already drowning. Like I say, we're here until 8 o'clock, so you can give us your thoughts on that one as well. But on anything else, SPFL, Rangers, the dossier, Stuart Robertson, whatever you wish, 0141-951-1025. Give us a call right now. And we are on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB. Now, the the gist of the dossier, Alex, or, or the outcome is... Does it contain enough strong material to urge the clubs to vote in favour of an independent investigation? Based on what you've seen from the dossier yesterday, was it strong enough? Some people hoped for the smoking gun, some people believe they got it, some people are calling it a water pistol. You're hearing all sorts of lovely wee sound bites. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, what, do you, what do you think? I think uh, it's fair to say that most people from a Rangers persuasion were looking for the smoking gun so that they could effectively say that there has been some sort of wrongdoing done Gordon however I think there's stuff within the actual document that actually do need answering you know there's been allegations of bullying uh, from some of the the, the clubs towards the championship so you you have to look into that type of thing as well has the trust been lost uh, with various clubs Stuart Robertson has actually said that he has 
uh, had several phone calls For me I would like to see these clubs come out And back that as well Because at the moment It just looks as if it's a one way street Stuart Robertson's getting absolutely battered For pillar to post And he has only stood up for what he felt as if was right As is often the case in Scottish football Hugh The, the truth might be somewhere in the middle Of, of course on, on one side We'll have people claiming uh, That it's hopeless it's, a, it's got absolutely nothing in it It's an empty dossier And on the other side People claiming that it contains all the suitable evidence to dethrone Neil Doncaster. There's probably a, a bit in the middle that, that we should look at. It does raise unanswered questions, but are they big enough? Are they important enough? Is the appetite to get those answers there from the other clubs? Ultimately, that's what it boils, boils down to. On the subject of trust, Stuart Robertson is a member of the SPFL board, but it would appear that he has chosen to reveal commercially sensitive information and make it public. Uh, Now, I am not by any manner of means an expert in company law, but I would have thought that uh, that was worthy of investigation with regard to trust. Uh, I'm not sure that Stuart's position on the SPFL board is tenable any longer. And uh, with regard to some of the points that were brought up, the £10 million uh, that would have to be paid back to broadcasters, Stuart Robertson, I heard them last night on the programme. He's been 17 years with five separate tours of duty, a member of, first of all, the SPL board and then the SPFL board. Now, what did Stuart or any of the other clubs think was going to happen if the season was called prematurely? Of course, you would have to pay back broadcasters who did not get all that was delivered to them. What else did you think was going to happen? And further to that... Sky Television apparently being offered sponsorship of the league next season uh, because we lose our sponsor at the end of this season. That has been revealed as well. That's commercially sensitive. Uh, now, what's what's wrong with that? What's wrong with it, trying to cut your losses by making Sky your new sponsor? I just think there are so many things going on here uh, that are questionable. There was some sloppy behaviour by the SPFL speaking to UEFA before the vote was taken, that was sloppy. They have admitted that not all was carried out properly by themselves. However, was any of this worthy of suspending Rod McKenzie and Neil Doncaster? Not for me. Yeah, listen, I think that's one of the key things. Uh, I think there's a a document going about as well from a, a QC who Rangers have, I think it's QC McLean, has actually said that he there could be potential removal for what he has actually seen. So again, this is all conjecture. This is toing and throwing, uh, and it's going from one side to mm. the other. They're giving their stance, Rangers. SPL are giving their. And, and, and Tuesday, I, you asked me the question earlier on. Do I think that they will actually get the resolution that they need the the seventy five percent votes? Not a chance. Will Rangers actually get that? The only way that Rangers would get that is if they attached. Uh, I end a series in payment to it That they would actually get over the line That's the only way they'd potentially get a chance to do this Because there's, I don't think there's enough appetite for it And the big question will be mm. If Rangers decide to go further Gordon Yeah I mean Hugh actually We seem more divided than ever But I wonder if the one thing that will actually unite everyone here Is a lack of belief that this will pass I, I feel as if even though People might support Rangers And might support the dossier I, I don't see many people con- Stuart Robertson and, and Rangers Will make the right noises But out with that I, I don't see many people confident That this is going to pass either way Well because the dossier Did not give the clubs 
sufficient ammunition to say, OK, we must have another investigation. I would have been all for an investigation if someone could have shown to me grounds for suspending Neil Doncaster and Rod McKenzie and then going into this in minute, scrupulous detail. But for me, there's nothing there that warrants an investigation. Okay, 0141951125, that is the number you need. Frank is first up. He's in Kilmarnock tonight. How's it going, Frank? Not bad, Gordon. Um, good evening to yourself, um, you and Alec. Hope you're all safe and well, guys. Yeah, same to you, Frank. You take care. Um, also, a uh, special day today, the 75th anniversary of the EAS, um, BE Day. So, um, I'd like to say cheers to everybody for there and all the veterans that um, put us through that. But anyway, getting on to my point. Um, this dossier, this smoking gun water pistol, I mean, I have never been as, I suppose I shouldn't say surprised, but I think most people are bamboozled. Um, and even more so um, after your guest last night in the show, and well done to Gordon for that interview, but I think you should still push uh, Mr. Robertson a bit further. Um, I, I was almost, I was out for a walk and I, I, I nearly tripped up with it. When you challenged them on the bullying and coercion, and he said that nobody from Rangers had said that. Mm. And the 10th of April, I'm not going over all ground here, but the 10th of April, Rangers released a statement and said that they spoke to other member clubs who had mentioned bullying and coercion. And it was in Rangers' statement. Nobody, no other club in Scottish football has released that by Rangers. Then they put out a tweet yesterday saying they will not be bullied into silence. Now, unless I am really, really not intelligent, that... Those words have came from Rangers and nobody else, but yet the managing director doesn't seem fit enough to be able to pick that up. A dossier here is, they're facts, they're not if, but some maybe's, which Rangers dossier is full of. Um, also, chairman and board members of the Scottish clubs would know that most businessmen out there, that if you don't fulfil a contract, i.e. the television deal, by fulfilling your fixtures, you might be at risk of a fine or a penalty clause. I'm pretty sure most chairmen and most football clubs in Scotland thought if they didn't fulfil the fixtures, that might be the case. Mm. But given the unprecedented situation we're all facing, the likelihood is that Sky and BT Sport won't be doing that. Um, <clears throat> but that remains to be seen. Yeah. The other thing, guys, just... Let's do those two first, Frank, because they're yeah. both very important points. So let, let's kind of try and work through them um, in order, if you like. I mean, you're you're one of, of many of the, a, a few people... Uh, getting in touch on Twitter, looking to to clarify the the bullying stuff, um, and and sort of saying that you know Stuart Robertson was lying, and, and why was he not pulled up about it? I think maybe we should replay what exactly what he said, Frank. I, I feel as if there's maybe a little bit of misunderstanding going on. If there's every chance I've picked it up wrong. That's uh, <laughs> perfectly possible. But the question that was asked, Frank, was specifically in response to the SPFL statement. Now I'll, I'll read that to you. I'll remind you of what that said yesterday. Yesterday, the SPFL issued a statement saying, An initial examination of their dossier has failed to identify a single shred of evidence to support Rangers' vociferous claims of corruption, bullying and coercion by SPFL staff. That was the question that was then put to Stuart Robertson. Here's what he said. Well, at no point did we talk about corruption, as I mentioned in their statement, or bullying and coercion by SPFL staff. We've not said that anywhere. So they've gone out there and they've taken it away when we should be actually going back to why was this material information not provided to the clubs? You just need to be careful in terms of these things as to where you go. Now, there are, there are mentions of where other clubs feel they've been bullied by other clubs. You know, clubs feel there's been inter-club bullying by other members. 
And that's for them to, to actually address those issues through an independent investigation. But just to be very clear, we, we at no point did we say any of the things about the SPFL statement. And that's just been a, a deflection today to change the narrative away from what's actually in the report. Is there a subtle difference there, Frank? And that's not to say that Rangers aren't choosing their words very, very carefully, and perhaps the SPFL are choosing their words very carefully, but I don't think, as many people have accused, I don't think Stuart Robertson saying that Rangers have never mentioned bullying in any way, shape or form. Of course they have. Like you say, it's, it's there in the statements, April 10, April 11, April 16 as well. Um, but what he's saying is that they've never accused SPFL staff of bullying, as is alleged in the SPFL statement yesterday, which is what I asked him about in the first place. Do you see what I mean? Um, I see what you're trying to say, but I 100% disagree. Why else were Rangers calling for Neil Doncaster and McClelland? I think it was him to be suspended. That's the reason why they were asking for him to be suspended. That was a key part of it. Um, and then why tweet yesterday, we will not be bullied into silence. It's very direct what Rangers are talking about. They were talking about bullying. Why else would you tweet? We will not be bullied into silence. No, you're you're, you're, you're spot on. No, that's the thing. You're, you're spot on. But there is. The, I don't, have you seen the dossier, Frank? I know it's it's very long. It's some bits of it out there. There are allegations of of bullying in the dossier, but the bullying is alleged to have happened between championship clubs. So that the allegation is that certain championship clubs bullied other championship clubs. Gordon, 100%. Why then did Rangers tweet at one o'clock they will not be bullied into silence? Just like, I mean, it's pathetic, it's amateurish. Frank, Frank, that was yeah. a reference to uh, Rod McKenzie, the, uh, the SPFL lawyer, who had been corresponding with Rangers, uh, matter, a legal matter of cease and desist. Uh, we're getting all sorts of legal jargon now, but he had sent four notices of cease and Oh, some would say Hugh Keevans has never sounded and better. Oh, you're back. To Rangers, and at one point Rangers replied. <laughs> yeah, uh, at, at that point Rangers replied by saying they would not be bullied into silence by Rod McKenzie. So we, we're getting caught up here, and Gordon Duncan is right. If clubs, while lobbying each other, use uh, extreme language, then that's up to them. But. Uh, the SPFL did not bully any clubs prior to the vote taking place on the SPFL proposal to shut the early, the, the lower leagues early. Uh, so we're getting bogged down here when what we should be focusing on is admitting that there's no grounds for suspending Rod McKenzie and Neil Doncaster. There are no grounds, and Alec has said this, there's no way that Rangers will get 75% majority on Tuesday to have a second investigation into this matter. Now we better get on with what we're going to do with Scottish football because, as I say, clubs are drowning as we speak. Mm. And Frank's done a, a pretty good job of picking out really, you know, key bullet points from this and, yeah. and the, the important stuff as well, if you like. Frank's second point, Alex, was um, about this £10 million refund. That, that was... Probably the headline from the from dossier is, yeah. is that I don't know that you can that's personal interpretation, but it probably was you know it was up there. Uh, Rangers' complaint was that potential refunds of up to ten million pounds could be due from the SPFL to broadcasters and sponsors. Why was this not disclosed before? Now Frank's answer to that is similar to what the SPFL replied today. They say clubs well understood that it could lead to claims being made. Uh, they say that detailed legal advice was received. Um, and that making recommendations to clubs is a fundamental part of the board role. It would be entirely inappropriate and against the interest of every club to make yeah. that 
information public uh, It goes on We can't understand why anyone would want to talk up the possibility of claims um, There is no question of the board failing to inform clubs of a potential £10 million liability It was not reported to you, the clubs, because it's not the case The central complaint of Rangers is wrong, simply wrong And it's based on a complete misunderstanding of the situation <laughs> Try and digest all that, mm. Gordon. And listen, I think when Rangers were putting that out there yesterday, they felt as if because the null and void argument of the cost attached to that, Rangers were putting out that they would also be a cost to that. Now, did they say that there would be? Why? What was the point in putting that public? But by giving it to the clubs, would give them an idea of mm. what they're looking for forward to if they yeah. called it as is. I mean, if it, I am. Obviously not an expert in corporate governance, but is, is there maybe a case to say that as a you know as a as a board or as a, as an executive in Neil Doncaster that it, that it's his job to just sort of present the the, the best case scenario? I, I don't know. People much brighter than me would would have but to that, advise that, on that's that. That's going back to what I'm not quite sure, Gordon, because we stand here and we go, oh, it's easy for him to advise or not advise. However, he advised the null and void option would have been catastrophic. Why no? Uh, announce what the the cost of that was just to the clubs. Gordon, Frank, what, put that what, what would you say in response to that, Frank? Um, listen, sometimes people need to be upfront with, um, with these things, but I do think that, as I said before, most chairman, most most guys that are running the clubs would have known that if if we didn't fulfil a contract, same that it goes for them with mm-hmm. their own season tickets. If they don't fulfil those contracts, they might be needing to repay some of it and. I think we've all been pretty touched by the vast majority, including the Partick Thistle story, which I thought was great, where I think 96% of our fans have said, no, we don't want any money yeah. back. Cheers, guys. Which which is it, the real problem. That's the thing that I was going to go on. I could go on forever about this dossier, but I won't because I'm not busy. Yeah. Um, the, the real thing that we all need to be focusing on here, we need, and I, I might be actually asking for something that's impossible, we need the 42 clubs in Scotland to pull together. We are facing an absolute global catastrophe outside, um, which is bigger than football. Um, but for our, this is the purpose of the, the phone, and it's about football. Sure. The 42 clubs need to pull together, and I don't, just don't know how they're going to do it because there seems such a massive division now, and I don't know a way back. But we have got clubs that are going to be probably in three months' time struggling to open their turnstiles. Granted, we're not going to get fans, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Open their doors to play a football match, even if it's behind closed doors. That's the dossier that I love everybody to do. Sit down on a table, agree it. What's the best way forward for Scottish football? How do we do it? How do we renegotiate contracts? How do we look at safety? How do we look at TV deals? How do we look at sponsorship, etc., etc.? And I think when you put all this to an end, as you said brilliantly, and I have to say to you, that was one of the best openings to a programme I heard. You, you nailed it on the head tonight. Um, let's put it behind us. The vote, as Alex says, and, and well done to Alex for saying it, it's probably not going to get through it. I think even the the, the most um, die-hard Rangers fan out there would look at it and say there's no chance this is going through. So let's please try and put it behind us and let's try and see how we move forward for the greater good of Scottish football. And um, that's what I think that's it. Right, yeah. guys? Uh, what a really good points in there, Frank. Thanks for getting in touch tonight. 01419511025. Travel with Stephen. We'll hear from you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Experienced players who know how to win Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray in the studio Hugh Keevans from home And we're waiting for you on the phone 01419511025 On Twitter as well At Clyde SSB uh, Hugh, the response from the SPFL today It's like everything at the moment It's long and it's very detailed So I wouldn't even begin to read it all out on Radio. Um, what it has done though is it's 
Written to member clubs Urging them to vote against Rangers resolution For that independent inquiry That's sort of not unexpected um, They've rejected several of the claims Made in the dossier Including the 10 million liability The possibility of releasing funds To clubs in another way The letter to UEFA Before the vote and so on Like I say I'll, I'll, I'll maybe go through these As they come up if you like um, But the SPFL have offered a a strong response to some of Rangers' points yesterday. Well, in a democracy, and I would insist it is still a democracy, the 42 clubs now have their say on Tuesday at the EGM. 75% would be the majority needed to get Rangers the second independent investigation. I don't believe that Rangers' dossier in any way provides grounds for a second independent investigation, far less the suspension of the SPFL's chief executive. So, democracy in action is a vote on Tuesday, and if 75%, in other words, 32 of 42 clubs want a second investigation, they can have one by voting for it. But I don't think that they have been given sufficient proof of wrongdoing, and that was the word. We've gone on about bullying but Rangers used the word wrongdoing by Neil Doncaster and Rod McKenzie. I don't think they have provided evidence of wrongdoing. Yeah, so it's not got enough in it for you. And essentially that's all that's going to matter in the, in the big picture in terms of, of where this goes regarding an independent investigation. Does it contain anything that, that piques your interest at all, Hugh? Or, or questions that you would quite like answered in an ideal world? As I say, to, to call UEFA before the vote had been taken, to say that uh, the majority of clubs were in favour of calling the season early. Should they have done that? Uh, but at the same time, is that grounds for suspending the chief executive? I don't think so. Uh, in the same way that when the SPFL proposal was put to the clubs, uh, they told Aberdeen uh, there was no need for their vote if they didn't want to submit it because they had a majority. Should they have said that? Probably not. Is it grounds for suspension or the sack? Don't think so. Yeah, again, these points have been uh, answered. Or the SPFL have given their version of events with regards to your point about UEFA. The SPFL says that, yeah, that's correct. And they did it based on feedback from clubs and club reps on the SPFL board. They said it was just an honest and open assessment of what the vast majority of SPFL clubs were saying at the time. Um, now, obviously, the vote hadn't taken place yet, but the SPFL then points to the fact that over 80% Voted so you know they they must have been close in that assessment. Um, that's their answer anyway. Let's speak to Brian and Larbert on the line. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi. Uh, good evening, panel. Hi, how are you? you okay. Um, yeah, not too bad. Good thanks. man. Good man. Um, I can't remember who said it, but uh, it always stuck with me. When you make extraordinary claims, it requires extraordinary evidence. And to be honest, reading the the Rangers dossier, I, I don't think delivers that. In fact, it's you know as it's been alluded to. It's a, it's a bit of a damp squid. Um, but I'm just wondering, I think if there was any bullying involved, um, I think it was probably by Rangers' own fan base bullying their directors into or, or putting them into a corner where they couldn't really be seen to be supporting what was being uh, proposed by the SPFL, which was to call the league early and appoint... Uh, Celtic as the champions uh, and I think I don't think Rangers fans would stand for that per se and I don't think 
Rangers directors would have been allowed to, 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 to be seen to be putting that. So I think the dossier is one big misdirection. Um, as I say, um, simply because Rangers fans don't want Celtic to win the league. Uh, I mean, there was quite a, a succinct way of putting it at the start of Brian's call. Repeat that for me, Brian. What was it? If you're making extraordinary claims... Well, if, it, if you're making extraordinary claims, right. it requires extraordinary evidence. Yeah, and that's a... That's an interesting way to look at it, Alex, because I wonder how much of this goes back to the way this is, has been framed. And again, and then Rangers, via Stuart Robertson yesterday, saying, you know, we didn't try to, to push the bullying angle. That's that's what they're saying. Um, I wonder how much of this uh, disappointment, is that the right word? I wonder how much of this disappointment in the dossier stems back to... The call to remove Neil Doncaster and Rod McKenzie. Yeah. I mean, because that's an extraordinary claim or an extraordinary ask. And, and that's the bit that maybe people can't join up. So even if people are saying, yeah, do you know what? That's an unanswered question. I'd quite like to know why they did that. I want to know why they did that. Is there anything there that, that backs up that side of it? I think in, in terms of the, the claim to get rid of them to uh, Gordon, I think it would probably have been better to do it further down the line. Present some of this evidence, try and get the... The answers to it, and getting back to Brian's claim that the Rangers fans have pushed the Rangers board into this uh, particular avenue, I don't buy that at all. He's uh, so the allegations of bullying on the Championship website is that the, are they making that up? So that group they, chat, do you mean? Yeah, the, the group chat, right. the WhatsApp group. So are they making that up so that they can do that? Are they making up governance issues just to appease their pals, mm. uh, or their fans rather? I don't see that either. The, rele- the, the, the vote The vote being released early Was that Rangers making as well the, uh, You know So some of the stuff That's actually been put out there Releasing the vote early Gordon Disney Just to appease Rangers fans There's clearly a grievance there That has to be investigated And there's still questions That have not been answered The bullying question Why have they not Contacted mm-hmm. The particular individuals On that WhatsApp group and put this to bed That has not even been addressed As far as I'm aware Brian But that's simple conjecture Assumption And opinion It's not hard evidence Everybody I think Has seen uh, the, the Photoshop uh, Of that particular thing And there was nothing in it so, If you were to stand up in court and, and deliver that as your evidence You would be laughed out of court, but Brian, Brian, court. As, as, There is no hard evidence Brian as a governing body do you not mm. think it's their responsibility to look into this and contact the individuals to see what their take is on this? And one way or another, you put it to bed. Yeah. Then you have a concrete, yes, it's, it's as you say, it's evidence or it's not. But as far as I'm aware, it's not even been looked at. And here's the, the thing, Hugh, because you know there have been certain elements of this leaked. I don't know exactly if, if Brian's seen it all, and I don't want to run the risk of, of naming individuals and, and get, getting ourselves in a bit of bother on that front but there is an allegation in that dossier of inter-club bullying in the championship we can certainly say that much the next question is has Neil Doncaster investi- investigated it if not why not should he have you know these are a couple of questions that, that some people want the answers to if people shout at each other in the course of a, 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 an argument such as this one that's their affair. It's not necessarily Neil Doncaster or Rod McKenzie's affair. Would it be though if it was reported to them and they were sort of expected to, or you know, yeah, or asked to to act on it or investigate it? Well, if someone came forward with a direct allegation and said that Club A threatened us 
with such and such, then of course you'd be obliged to investigate it. But to my knowledge, no one has put forward a direct allegation to the SPFL board for Neil Doncaster to do anything. And at the very start of the programme, I said that I believe this is about Celtic and Rangers. And on this programme several weeks ago, I said, if Celtic had been going for three in a row rather than nine in a row, I don't think we'd have had the kind of response that we are getting now. And to address Brian's point, I think that I don't think the fans forced Rangers into anything. Rangers understand instinctively that they have to do a bit of grandstanding for the fans by pushing the envelope here. Uh, in the same way that if Rangers say only 800 Celtic fans get into Ibrox, Celtic must retaliate by saying, well, only 800 Rangers fans get into Celtic Park then. That's the way the game works. However, the issue here, have Neil Doncaster and Rod McKenzie been guilty of wrongdoing? No, is my answer to that. Does Rangers dossier prove that they have been guilty of wrongdoing? Not for me. Just on that issue of inter alleged inter-club bullying, in the championship You said you know No one's come forward And made that allegation You know well, Rangers have that. That's what the dossier is Now again I completely understand That would then If other people want to jump on that And say Yeah well what You know Why are Rangers fighting Someone else's battle Sort of thing Fine that, that That's that's valid as well But you know Rangers have Have a have alleged that it happened Hugh You said no yeah, one's come forward Rangers, To do that Yeah but for me Rangers have come forward With hearsay Do Rangers have categoric evidence of what took place if so why was it not in the dossier they have insinuated that two clubs were threatened well let's have evidence of that and let's have a response from the two clubs named but there is not enough in the dossier for anyone to begin an action uh, okay I mean I think we are close to going round in circles in that one and I want to squeeze another call in uh, before the break so thank you to Brian and Larbert let's speak to Gordon in Thornley Bank hi Gordon hi how you doing alright not bad you good thanks good thanks uh, j- just want to talk about the kind of dossier that's been put forward by Rangers and obviously speak a little bit about it now I'm a football fan I'm not a business orientated type of person and I'd be probably right in thinking we're all the same would, I, would you agree on that? <laughs> I think that's a safe bet yes Right so, so we're all football fans but what the dossier is basically saying is that as far as the business side of things is going something isn't right now I'm a football fan as I say most of the people on here will be football fans as you've agreed with so who are we to kind of say what's right and what's wrong? See if something's not been done properly. If something's not been done properly, it's down to people who know the business to decide on that. And the only way you can do that is having some sort of inquiry. I'm actually surprised at the lack of Celtic fans who haven't come on the show. I mean, eight years ago, every Celtic fan who called up here was a business entrepreneur. They knew everything about business and how to deal with everything. But they've all kind of went quiet and you can't deal with, you can't do this and you can't do that as far as a business goes. But no, they're all quiet and I don't know why because if there's something no right, surely you want to get the boat, mate. And Celtic as a club as well, 
when it comes to the vote, if there is actually something wrong with the way this has been done, surely they should vote in favour. Now, I'm not expecting them to do that. But surely, if the business isn't working properly, and this is for all the business heads out there, the heads of all the football clubs, they all know their business because that's why they're in their positions of power. If they know how to run a business and they know that that isn't how you run a business, surely to God, they should understand that. Alex? Oh, listen, I, I agree with you, uh, Gordon, in terms of trying to kind of get to the bottom of some of the, the business side of cease and desist and all this carry on. It's stuff that I'm not familiar with and I've had to read up and try and get an understanding of what it all is. For me, uh, the only way this is ever going to get resolved is an independent inquiry because what we have at the moment is two bodies at a standoff. You know, uh, we can go round in circles and we've been doing it for weeks and there's no end game to this. Now, Tuesday, there will be a vote uh, will people be satisfied with that regardless because you know we're at an impasse there is nobody going to shift a uh, position and uh, listen there is plenty of people out there who think they actually know the goings on and they will come on and say things but until there's an independent, mm. uh, independent inquiry I can't see how you go forward I, I mean Hugh the, the, therein lies the problem because again I'm not sure even even people who are on the SPFL's side if you like if we can call it that for picking sides people on that side I'm not sure they're saying that this has all been handled perfectly And maybe mistakes have been made Maybe errors of judgement have been made Maybe they've done things that other people would have done differently But, but you have to sort of escalate that a bit Because the, the whole feeling over the last few weeks Is that it's been done in a deliberately sinister and underhand way That's the bit you're trying to figure out Correct Now Alex putting the cart before the horse here uh, You can only have a second independent inquiry If 75% of the clubs say they want one. Therefore, the first step in this is Tuesday's meeting of all 42 clubs. Now, to address Gordon's point, it's not about what fans think. It's about what the owners of the clubs and their representatives at that meeting think. So, the 42 clubs have now had a chance to assess a 200-page dossier put forward by Rangers. If 32 of those clubs believe the dossier contains sufficient evidence to suggest wrongdoing has taken place, then they will vote for a second independent inquiry. If they believe that the dossier is time-wasting distraction, then 75% will not vote for an inquiry. And the result of Tuesday's vote must be the final word on the matter. If there is a call for an inquiry, let it take place. If there is found to be no support for an inquiry, end of story. Thank you to Gordon Thornley Bank. More travel with Stephen, and then we're going to speak to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, helping you return to action. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray in the studio, Hugh Kevens in the man cave and waiting for your calls 01419511025 Just to depress us all even further Hugh We should have been on the eve of the Scottish Cup final That's where it should have been tonight It should have been a big build up to one of the finest days in the Scottish football calendar Tomorrow, Hamden, hopefully in the sun It should have been the showpiece event of our season Do you know Gordon, you and I speak frequently during the week and we, we, we talk about the, the matches, the, the, the retro matches that have been shown on television and they're making me sadder and sadder now because 
I look at some of the games that have taken place, both European and domestic, involving your clubs, and I look at some of the classic matches and classic cup finals that have been shown, and we took it all for granted. And me too, we just took it all for granted that life would always be like this. And then this awful thing occurred to the world. And it's just changed everything. And, you know, the sooner we get it back, the better. But we can only come back when it's safe to play football. It just shows you the importance of football to everyone and sport in general. You know, it plays such a big part. And I think we're going to have to get support from the government going forward, you know, to try and make sure that the 42 clubs remain mm. uh, intact, Gordon. Yeah, I mean, the Coronavirus Joint Response Group have issued another statement today. It's not quite as earth-shattering or, or heart-hitting as some of the others with, in terms of information that fans will be interested in, but it does outline potential financial help, government financial help for clubs uh, to, to go forward and, and navigate their way through these difficult times. So uh, that's been their latest update. As we know, we're, we're very much off for the foreseeable future. Let's speak to Kevin in Croftfoot. Hi, Kevin. How you doing, lads? Not bad, you? You okay? Yeah, not bad. Good, good. Um, a quick point before I go into my main point. Nicola had phoned up a minute ago, um, talking about Celtic fans being on all the time, talking about Rangers. Does he not realise he's just phoned up talking about Celtic? Anyway, irony's past in that, man. Uh, that that won't be the first or the last time that happens on this show, Kevin. You get immune to it. Nah, we tend to talk about Celtic, so it's alright. But my main point is, Celtic's losing the most out of all this. We were on course for a historical quadruple treble, yet we've sat back, no released any statements, like other clubs seem to do every other week. We've sat back and just accepted whatever the SPL and the SFA has got to say. Um, I just want your opinions on it Hugh Evans. I think it's only right that Celtic say nothing at the moment Because we have to be mindful Celtic included uh, Of why we are here uh, We're here because of a global catastrophe We're here because there are Tragically more than 1800 people Dead in this country uh, And therefore The dignified thing to do Is to wait until We know when football can come back when it is safe for players to take part in a contact sport. And when the time is right, the Scottish Cup will be played to a conclusion and Celtic will get their chance, uh, perhaps to go for a quadruple treble, and all of the things will be decided. However, it is right to remember why we are here. This has not been done to frustrate Celtic, to irritate Rangers, to worry hearts about relegation. None of this has been done deliberately. It has been our global misfortune to have come across a virus which has killed tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, Alex, I think we've said consistently over the last few weeks that it is worth bearing in mind the teams at the top of all the divisions, Celtic, Dundee United... Uh, well, Wraith, Wraith are a lot closer Of course Cove You know they've been robbed Of the chance of, of winning it In the traditional And exciting sense fans, yeah. I mean Kevin says Celtic are missing out The most I can just hear The sort of The Harps and Partick Thistle fans <laughs> Saying I don't know about that um, But that, that, Everyone is Is losing to an extent In, in yeah. one way or another Yeah and everybody tries to Get the The, the one that We are more worse off Than others Now the, the Celtic will get the title In the, the coming weeks Gordon I'm certain of that uh, I think uh, Kevin as you rightly said there most teams would like to have played in front and actually won it mathematically 
uh, and they won't get the opportunity to to do that by the looks of things, Gordon. And there will always be that question mark by opposition fans. Celtic fans won't mind whether it's an asterisk beside it or not. There will be a potential opportunity for Celtic to maybe get the Scottish Cup final further down the line. However, when you look at Partick Thistle's predicament going down, potentially job losses and uh, and so forth, uh, going down a division with a game in hand, it's extremely harsh for them mm. also. So I think across the board, and Hugh touched upon it because of this pandemic, I think everyone is suffering. There's teams stretch their budget to try and get into a playoff spot. They're not going to get it. Kelty and Broder, not going to get the opportunity. So across the board, people are mm. uh, paying the price. Yeah, I mean, Kevin, it might not play out in the traditional time frame, but I don't think there's anything to say that Celtic won't still get a crack at the Scottish Cup somewhere down the line. No, can I pick Alec up from something there? Sure. We're not going to get the title, Alec. We won the title. We deserve it. Yeah, we're, we're not getting handy the title. Well, you're getting the the vote even though the games are not played and you haven't got over the line. I think well, you agree we're with thirteen that. points in front. Yeah, but what I'm we saying to you is, we take four games off and still win the league. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is, have you actually won it at the moment? We've won the last eight of them. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the moment. I'm not talking about the last eight. Well, if it finished the new Alec, who's champions? But but we haven't completed the games, Kevin. For what it's worth, I don't think Alec is is, is trying to be deliberately. And I'm sure there may be times that he does. Uh, but I don't think he was trying to take anything away there at all. That's that's just I, the words that have been used, Kevin. You talk about Dundee United have been you know they've been they've been given the title. But when it comes to Celtic and Rangers, we seem to get really hung up on on the words you. used. Celtic, if yeah, you're right. I mean, if once the season gets curtailed, if they're named champions, they will have won it. But I, I'm not sure. There's any need for us to get upset about it I agree but it's, it's, it's Some The word that Gordon that, 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 that I would use Celtic will be Sorry Hugh what are you saying there I don't think we've lost him I'm going to plug him in at the, at the break I think we need to change his batteries <laughs> give, him a, give him a reboot A software update Not that he'll know what we mean Of course But I don't know We'll try and get him back That was Kevin uh, In Crawford We'll see if he's there Hugh Keevens Can you hear us? Yeah, he's miles behind What a delay he's on Yeah the, the the word that I would use Gordon would be de- Well I will try again But the word that I would use Would be Declared champions I do understand the point You're making Gordon That it, it's about semantics Given no Declared yes. Yeah, I think we can we can all agree uh, on that. Certainly, I mean, Alex. In terms of how this plays out from here, we mentioned it earlier. Stuart Robertson came on this show last night. I think he I, I noticed him on BT Sport just before we came through to the the studio, making very similar points. He's saying he's had support from clubs. Clubs have been in touch to, to say that they support. Um, he expects that to grow as the weekend progresses and clubs have had longer to digest the information contained within the dossier. But I'm still not detecting any Rangers fans out there who really think this has got a good chance of of passing on Tuesday. No, as I said, Gordon, I think when you look at the, the detail, I think uh, most Rangers fans were probably looking for a lot more hard-hitting. You know, there, there's several points in terms of the governance and so forth, which, again, will probably be looked at at some point down the line. But I don't think it has gathered enough uh, steam to actually go over the line And as I said earlier on Gordon I think the only way you'd ever get this over the line Was to hand prize money But that that's already sailed So I don't see it happening uh, Yeah I think we're going to restart Hugh Keevens At this moment in time uh, Just g- give him a bit of a breather And then he can come back and join us In the second hour 
Breaking news this afternoon Literally before we came through to the studio League reconstruction is off So Hearts as things stand Are still in the Premiership Until it gets curtailed But it looks like that will happen So Hearts would be relegated Partick Thistle would be relegated Stranraer would be relegated If this pans out the way we expect it to What do you make of that? Are you surprised? Are you disappointed? 01419511025 And that's the number you need right now For Beat the Pundit This is your chance to play Beat the Pundit You call in You take on Alex Ray If you get more questions right than him You win a sign ball It's as simple as that 01419511025 Beat the Pundit's up next Get the call in before 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Your comeback is on Talktothompsons.com Alex Ray is in the studio We spent the time during the news wisely We gave Hugh Keevans a software update We changed these batteries We switched them off and back on again And hopefully he's with us When this ends <laughs> And Nicola phones me and says It's okay, you can go back down to Super Scoreboard Studio Alex, I want you to drive up here with the car I'm going to take this machine down to the Fourth and Clyde Canal and I'm going to bury it Skate at it. sea. <laughs> oh no, you're not, says the engineer, because you don't you don't know how much it costs. You're absolutely not. Um, I'm just thinking, though, this so much focus on all the footballers and saying this is the longest they've ever gone without playing. This will be the longest you've ever gone without being in this building in the last however many years. Do you know, 35 years uh, last month, and you're right, I've never been out of the Clyde building for, what is it now, six, seven weeks? It's, it's remarkable, I think it's actually eight going on nine weeks We've actually been away from mm-hmm. football, which is... Uh, so the fallout from Rangers dossier continues very much SPFL hitting back today at Rangers, at the dossier and at Stuart Robertson um, He's saying, you know, nothing to do with denying Celtic the title Just wants to improve bad governance But the breaking news this afternoon is that league reconstruction is off what do you make of it? 0141-951-1025 We'll do this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football It is Beat the Pundit time Let's meet tonight's contestant His name is Andy He's a Rangers fan And he's from Edinburgh How's it going Andy? Hiya pal How are you doing guys? Not bad How's the capital on lockdown? Quiet? Uh, to be honest I've, I've never been at the house To be honest I've sort of stayed in Good decorating on you. The house. Stay home, Things stay like that. safe. That's the message. What's he doing in the house? I missed it. He's decorating the house, the garden, the painting, the fences. Nah, everything. Absolutely everything. That was it. Two weeks ago for me, it was painting the fence. Last week, it was pressure washing the, the monoblock. So, uh, t- tomorrow, something else tomorrow. Something, like not, something not home improvement related would be great. Anyway, that's enough about uh, my boring life. Let's see what Andy's facing tonight. We're going to. Put him up against Alex Ray Hugh Evans is at home of course So I'll give Alex something else to listen to Just so that he can't steal your answers Andy Because I have no doubt that he would So you're going to go 30 seconds on the clock Try and get as many of these right as you can And if you don't know it Pass it quickly And move on to the next one okay No problem Good man Your time starts now Who was the Rangers manager in 1997? Walter Smith Who's the Spanish men's side All time top goal scorer? Oh, pass Who did Jim Duffy manage before Dumbarton? Cooney of the South From which club did Celtic sign Gary Hooper? Uh, oh, Christ Pass In what year did Aberdeen win the Cup Winners Cup? 83 From which club did Arsenal sign Thierry Henry? Um, nah, pass 
Do you know what? I, I think I think they were quite tough tonight, Andy. I do. I think they were tough. I don't know. The two were the two that were in my head was the the Hooper one and uh, the last question there. But I just it just didn't come to me. See when the time when the that clock's ticking, Andy, it makes the world of a difference. I and think it, that's what happens, it's doesn't totally it? Totally different when you're actually <laughs> seeing the house. I'm really good at it when I'm listening to you guys every night. And that's what they all say, Andy. That's what they all say let's bring, let's bring in Alex Ray See how he gets on That was the longest time ever That seemed long oh, no, I was just chewing the fat with Andy Just catching up just, to, just seeing me. No Alright okay You missed it the other night Actually it was at Wednesday We had beat the pundit contestant on And immediately after beat the pundit David Turnbull come on Muller yep. midfielder to talk to us And he opened up He opened the conversation and said See that guy that was in beat the pundit I went to school with him <laughs> And he was still on the line He goes I forgot to hang up And then we just did the two schoolmates Just talking <laughs> rubbish It was very bizarre Anyway Same set of questions to you yep. 30 seconds on the clock Time starts now Who was Rangers manager in 1997? Uh, Dick Avocat Who's the Spanish men's side's all-time top scorer? Villa uh, Who did Jim Duffy manage before Dumbarton? Morton From which club did Celtic sign Gary Hooper? Uh, Huddersfield in what year did Aberdeen win the Cup Winners' Cup? 83 From which club did Arsenal sign Thierry Henry? Nantes And what nationality is Kilmarnock's Dario Del Fabro? Italian Okay What do you think Andy? Mm, I don't know, that could be close It is close And I'll tell you what you always sort of different ones. I want, You got through an extra question So I just wonder if that's going to pay dividends for you The first one Who was the Rangers manager in 97? It was Walter Smith Oof. So Andy goes one in front But you equalise straight away Because Thank David God. Villa Is the Spanish yeah. men's side all-time scorer Yeah, I'm not sure where you pulled that one from <laughs> uh, Who did Jim Duffy manage before Dumbarton? It was Morton So Alex goes 2-1 in front 2-1 ah, uh, Gary Hooper signed from Scunthorpe Ooh, yeah, none of you got it Yeah that's it See a bit more time Andy You'd have got it Aberdeen won it in 83 You both knew that So Alex stays in front 3-2 to two. Arsenal signed Thierry Henry you Just You just guessed any French team Didn't you there We oui. But it was Juventus Oh wow uh, uh, That's right It was a half a million So there we that's go a half a million That's right And what nationality is Dario Del Fabro If you'd got that far You'd have got this right Andy It's easy Listen to the name Dario Del Fabro He's Italian Which means Alex gets four And it's a two for you But they were tough tonight Andy Come back on another time And give it a bash Well done Andy Paul Stay safe mate Okay guys No bother Cheers Good man That was Andy in Edinburgh uh, Speaking of beat the pundit And quizzing Did you happen to catch <laughs> Last night's lockdown quiz? Yes I was uh, I was outside uh, On the, the sofa With the family Listen to me too At the box office It was brilliant it Honestly was, it was really really good Hugh it was great fun And for the second week in a row Mark Wilson gave Gordon DL An absolute doing On the lockdown quiz I, I listened to it And uh, the Dazzler was frustrating me To the extent that The, the tranny was going into The fourth and Clyde Canal Along with this machine <laughs> In what way The way he repeats the question As soon as I say it And then doesn't give anyone time To understand it yeah, and he goes on and on and on. He broke the Commonwealth record for the length of time it took to absorb the question. <laughs> At one point, he pulled a glittery bag from somewhere. He must have found it in the studio, had it over his head and all sorts. Cause, and it was it was live on Facebook as well. Everybody could see it on the cameras. So it Is was it good my fun. Feet at the moment? Is it still there? Yeah. I don't, I, it's not mine, honestly. It's not my taste. Uh, we will hopefully be back with another lockdown quiz. On Thursday night I thought now, the mushroom done very well I'd have to say I said way, that to be Not as daft as he looks Yeah yeah, Not as daft as he looks Right uh, 01419511025 Any more thoughts on the, the dossier Or the response from the SPFL Keep them coming But what about today's Breaking news This is significant In terms of where we go from here Reconstruction 
is off And it basically comes from a lack of support from the Premiership If you remember A 15 member panel had been set up to look at different proposals In the wake of that now infamous ballot to end the season um, But in a meeting of the top flight sides today Plus Dundee United uh, The majority are simply against changing the 12-10-10-10 format that we have at the moment You've all heard the numbers Three fourteens were mentioned We had various other suggestions And it's off you That's that's about all you need to know for the for the moment There was never any requirement for league reconstruction We were bowling along quite nicely, thank you All of our leagues were vibrant Top, middle, bottom We had everything going for us prior to the pandemic uh, Then, once the pandemic hit and the, the, the horror story began, it was never any time for reconstruction talks. We've got Neil Doncaster going to the Scottish government now saying, we need a bailout. Now, there are many demands on the government's money, and football has joined the queue. The clubs are drowning as we speak, and we face an uncertain future because no one can tell us when it will be clinically, medically advisable to restart playing football. Therefore, reconstruction in the midst of all this was always a nonsense. Now, Aberdeen chairman Dave Cormack has spoken on behalf of the Premiership clubs today, Alex. He says, The strong feeling of the group is that we must focus our energies on emerging from the crisis, getting back to playing football safely, fans back into grounds, uh, whilst the group sympathises with the plight of the situation that relegated teams are faced with, it concluded this is not the right time to consider immediate reconstruction in the midst of a crisis. Uh, they are willing to engage and pick up on it in the future. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with uh, Dave McCormack, what he says about in terms of trying to move forward, trying to get uh, some answers going forward, some ideas to try and stimulate some money uh, for all clubs, because I think it's difficult times. Come back to the actual reconstruction on the table I think that was part of the vote that the SPFL put out that reconstruction would be discussed. So teams have actually gone into that with a premise that there would be a discussion. Mm. I never thought it would ever get off the ground, Gordon. The 11-1 vote, uh, I didn't think would have an appetite. But if what has come to light in the last couple of days with this dossier was that you would have to renegotiate. Now, this was a question that was posed and we were batting it about, you, myself, you, whether uh, we had to renegotiate with uh, Sky as so for me. I didn't think that Sky, or we would have an appetite to go into a discussion with Sky in this climate when money is really tight mm -hmm. because there was a potential that they may well have reduced that, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we're getting thoughts coming in on the phone, so keep them coming, 0141-951-1025. Brian is a Hearts fan. Brian, you were obviously one of the, the clubs hit hardest by this. How do you feel hearing that news tonight? Uh, a wee bit gutting, uh, to be honest, but they are... As as just now the worst team in the league, so uh, no real complaints in that sense. My issue is that if scenario was if Rangers were four points clear just now, would they stop the league? The way they're stopping the league as it seems to be just now. I mean, I've heard all these Brian, and, and you know they're interesting for for fans to debate it. But what would what would the alternative be? It could, you're right. People will speculate, and by the way, I, I tend to agree. If they were, if Celtic and Rangers, for instance, were level on points, we, we couldn't possibly call it and and declare a winner. Um, but, but what's the alternative at the moment then? No, I don't know what the alternative is. I just wanted to know what your point of view, yeah. what your thoughts on it are, because that never seems to come up just now. It's all about um, just finishing it off as it is just now, and I appreciate there's going to be uh, teams that are going to be hard done by. 
but uh, it just seems to be a little unfair, uh, especially on like uh, Partick Thistle, who have played a game less. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing, Hugh. I know you've said that, you know you were never a fan of reconstruction, and you didn't expect it to happen. But how can you not have sympathy for Partick Thistle? Hearts is, is I mean, Brian's saying we're the worst team in the league, but take Partick then. I mean, they've not even played the same amount of games as the team above them. Yeah, uh, I, I have every sympathy because I, I, I know Jerry, Jerry Britton, and uh, Ian McCall very well, and they're, they're two great guys, and the club is great. Uh, thankfully, the supporters have stood by them. The, the season ticket gesture that the supporters made is fabulous. And Thistle will rise again. They always do. Uh, I can understand why Brian is frustrated with regard to Hart's situation. But again, you have to remember this pandemic has left everyone with no choice. Whichever way they turn, there's something wrong. I mean, I'm looking at clubs in Italy. Juve, one point ahead. And the, the, the quote was, if Juve are declared champions, there will be a war. Now, Italy had uh, tens of thousands of people who died. Uh, they're, they're trying to restart their football, while players from Sampdoria and Fiorentina, seven in total, have tested positive for coronavirus. And Italy is trying to get back to playing very, very soon. Now, I think that's a questionable decision on moral and health grounds. So, to look at Hart's situation, if Hearts are down because of the pandemic, what is anyone to do? What can be done safely? What do you make of Brian's question, Alex? You know, he's saying if, if I think if it, if it was Rangers were, were four points at the top, would they be would they be calling the league? Well, listen, it's, it's very difficult to say, Gordon, in terms of, I think when you look at Wraith Rovers and Falkirk, there's one point in it, but I think if there was one point at the top, what is the other option? I think that's what uh, Brian's uh, saying. Now, you look at the Dutch league, they have called it as, and I take that, that that's level in points. Um, so that's a different proposition. Um, how they could call it any other way, I'm not too sure. But going back to the Partick Thistle, you know, scenario, uh, John Nelm said in a club statement, Gordon, Wednesday, two days b- before they actually went to the vote, that they could not see a club worse off. Hence the reason why the only way they could see it was to vote no. <laughs> two days later, they pulled the vote. What actually happened? That's another big... What, what actually happened along the way there that they made the decision to change their stance? Brian, you, you started off in very understanding, really. You know, you said that you were gutted, but Hearts... Are the worst team in the league at the moment you Can't complain too much Are there any worries though about You know what, what relegation can do Because Hearts have, yeah. have spent decent money On players like Liam Boyce recently Everyone knows How damaging relegation can be Under any circumstances Never mind these ones Any yeah. worry about what the future holds? Well obviously I think uh, Hearts are in the same boat As any other club And that includes uh, Celtic and Rangers I think uh, I think uh, The last shout was It's going to cost Hearts About two and a half, three million pounds if they get relegated But uh, I think they, Hopefully Depending on If the football does uh, Start to play again Whether it be October, November I don't think we'll get Any games before then Just my personal opinion on that But I think uh, There's an awful lot of clubs Who are, who won't survive this uh, And I appreciate what uh, I can't remember the guy's name Talking about the, the virus and stuff uh, And that is People's lives are Foremost Aren't they really But um, I think uh, Obviously we were just talking In our scenario We're not talking about Italy We're talking about the Scottish game sure. And what 
uh, interests us uh, as a nation. Um, so I think um, it, oh, it, it's certainly difficult, that, that is for sure. But for any decision, yeah. one way or the other, you're Make- never going to... Brian, everyone who's going to be happy Brian, come back to your point about how it will imp- impact your club hearts I'm led to believe they're around about the third or fourth highest budget in the league With these these players contracted to long-term contracts And because of the reduction of going down a division They will really have to go to work in trying to minimise the actual expenditure And what they're doing now I take on board the, the, the climate and most clubs will suffer as well But you just wonder how someone with the reduced income that they're going to get How that will impact your club Hugh, there's so many subplots to this as well You've got Anne Budge, who became a, a key figure Started talking about sort of short-term fixes that, that put people off There was then a wish for self-interest To be pushed to one side All the while Anne Budge is in charge of the reconstruction group And she serves to benefit from that And that's not necessarily any fault of hers I'm just talking about the circumstance um, You know, And then as Alex says, you've got the backdrop to the vote Did certain clubs vote because the Carrot of reconstruction was dangled How do they now feel? There's a lot going into this Yeah, and there is no um, Solution to any of it, Gordon we, we have to accept that the league table is Where it stands at the moment uh, I agree with Alec that I think In a matter of days Between now and the 25th of May When UEFA have set the deadline I think the SPFL will call the league over And hearts will go down I mean the, Hearts are in a position where they were able to sign Liam Boyce on £7,000 a week, reportedly. Uh, you know, can you think of anybody at Hamilton Ackies or Livingston who'd be anywhere near that kind of money? But Hamilton Ackies and Livingston and St Mirren and the rest battled harder, won more matches in Hearts and got over the fact that Hearts had a financial advantage over them. So we are where we are. And I think the league will be called now with Celtic declared champions and Hearts relegated. Yeah, of course. I mean, that we're, we didn't actually leave open the possibility. Hearts aren't technically down until the league is curtailed. We might play and, and they might get to, to fight their way out of it. But everyone thinks that's unlikely. So that's where we're at. Uh, Robert is a Partick Thistle fan. So you would imagine uh, one of the most hard hit by this as well. Robert, how are you feeling tonight? Um, a bit gutty to be honest um, But You know till It's proven that we are relegated And Can they really say nothing to be honest um, You know it's One of those things I'm a season ticket holder I've been going at every game from 2002 And You know If you stand by your club Stand by your club And We have to get on with it to be honest what would you like your club to do then? You know, you used that phrase there, get on with it. Would, would clubs like Partick Thistle, will they have to take this in the chin, play in a lower division, try and fight back? Or, or would you like to see some sort of resistance? And don't get me wrong, I don't even really know what that would look like. But would you like to see some sort of fight back against the decision? Or are you happy to take your medicine? Of course, I'd like to see a be, you know, fight back with the club. But, you know, end day, if we have to take it on the chin, we have to take it on the chin, to be honest. Um, one of those things and let's be honest <laughs> you know this corona virus outbreak is more important than anything else mm. um, I do a lot of deep fit classes I do you know things like that and to be honest I'm, I'm missing the name and don't see me complaining so 
Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, that, Hugh, the, 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 the bottom line, if you like, Hugh, is that it's certainly lower leagues as well because they've already been round. The, cl- the clubs voted for this. That's what the SPFL would say. Now, I know we've got this ongoing debate about the vote and everything else that went into that, but, but the clubs voted for it. So I, would you imagine that, that that's it? You know, Partick go down, Stranraer go down, we don't hear much else about it, or is there another twist to come? Uh, I don't think there's another twist to come, Gordon. For the simple reason that no one can come up with a counter-proposition that works. And the clubs have accepted their fate. They have accepted the money that the SPFL have now paid out to the clubs in uh, the three lower divisions. And no one can come up, it's too late anyway, with a counter-proposal that would enable us to play football. Because you don't know when we'll play football the SFA, the SPFL don't know when they'll play football because of something that is out with our control. I would say this in conclusion to Robert. I'm sitting here in the man cave and I'm looking at a Partick Thistle scarf. And I was given the Partick Thistle scarf many, many years ago in Maryhill Town Hall when we all got together and did a night to save the Jags. When the Jags were in, in danger of going out of business Altogether, never mind dropping a division, they were going to die. And everyone got behind the club, and we were all the, the gentlemen of the press who were there to take part in a question and answer and a quiz and all the rest of it were all given a Partick Thistle scarf. And every time I look at it, I think of that night Thistle will rise again. Can't yeah. really top that On that note I think we'll leave it there Thank you to Robert In Mary Hill Reaction to reconstruction Being off Reaction to that dossier And the SPFL's response today Plenty more time for those And we'll get a full time teaser Next as well The full time teaser With scottishsun.co.uk Get all the latest Football news And opinion Alex Ray is nowhere to be seen I am officially alone in the studio Here he comes He was caught talking to the one and only George Bowie You'll forgive that He's a celebrity in these parts Alex Ray must have gone for a wee drink of water during the break Get stuck talking to George Bowie Hugh Evans is in the man cave We're socially distancing And for the first time ever I was just here alone I didn't know what was happening You're back I was uh, getting distracted by George He was talking to me about uh, how he was He'd done a 5k the other day And he says, oh, time, brilliant and Then he realised he had to run back to the house He's some man He's on next uh, live streamed on his Facebook page as well Before we do that though Plenty more football 01419511025 I'll quickly read out your question tonight uh, Hugh, you had a similar one last week And that's why I've decided uh, to use this one on you Mikey Burns says Since squad numbers started From the 98-99 season 12 players have wore the number 10 at Rangers Now Stephen Davis is wearing it at the moment So can you name the 11 players to wear it before him So essentially we're looking for the last 11 players To wear the number 10 for Rangers Before Stephen Davis took it Novo Yes Six years I think he had it Hugh Um, Garner Nope some tricky ones in here. I Is cannot it? wait to see how you get on. Uh, I'm going to go for Laffery. Nope. So 98, Hugh. So that's going back yeah. 20 odd years. So 98, so. 99 onwards. The last 11 players to wear number 10 for Rangers before Stephen Davis Boyd. took it. No. Uh, oh, there's some crackers in here. Yelovich. Nope. Uh, yes. Jamie Ness. No. 
This is going to be brilliant You've got one <laughs> of 11 Thanks very much I'll, I'll give you some time to think about it Okay. Uh, Billy's a Rangers fan He's calling in from Shots tonight What's on your mind Billy? Hiya panel First time caller Thanks for taking my call Great to speak to you Billy What have you got for us? Uh, it's just regarding the, I've heard a few callers saying Celtic's been very quiet And all this But There's only been three people That's really come out And said about winning leagues And that, and that's been mm. Neil Lennon Scott Brown And Lee Griffiths Down in England We've never heard Jordan Henderson Or Jurgen Klopp Say about giving Winning leagues Or this They all know There's something more going on Now All this Can he well, I would say the, what everybody thinks because of Mr. Lowell's involvement with UEFA that, that every league's going to be called null and void. Was this why the SPFL have tried to rush through this agreement? See, that, sorry, so, run, run that bit by me again. Every league in Europe's going to be null and void. None of them have been null and void yet. Yes, but this is what, that UEFA are kind of hinting at now as well. Are they? Yes. And it, it seems to be, I mean, we've only, I mean, we've only heard one one team. And the fully Britain has come out and says about winning leagues and they, de- they deserve it. Which, listen, they probably would win the league, which I know that. But for them to come out, everybody else says there's more important things going on just now. So I just, I want to get the panels beyond that. Do you think they should have come out and says this? Thank you. Um, as I say, we have to remember why we are here at this point. Uh, and that's because of uh, a global catastrophe. Uh, sometimes I feel it's insensitive to talk about the game under these circumstances, but we're on here five nights a week talking about the game. So you have to go on with it. I think in regard to Neil Lennon, uh, Scott Brown, Lee Griffiths, they they are asked questions by reporters. I, I look at the newspapers every day because that's my background, newspapers. And they are trying to fill their pages and they go to players and they ask them their opinion. They don't, Scott Brown doesn't phone the the newspapers or Lee Griffiths or Neil Lennon. They are asked for their opinion. And I'm afraid this is the kind of atmosphere that we're in now. Uh, You know, Robert, the onus is on you. How do we end this league now for you? If not by declaring Celtic champions, what do we do, Robert? It's probably, but I, I, to be fair, I don't think there's going to be a winner. Either way, everybody's going to be upset, no matter which way you go. I just think it's been handled very, very badly by the SPFL. They've handled this atrociously. I think some of the the things that chairmen are saying, are reportedly saying to other teams, the Dundee vote was an absolute fiasco. And the way that they're conducting themselves, I mean, as a Rangers fan, when you see the chairman of the SPFL is get comments attributed to him, in magazines that it's okay for him to say that. Yeah, if you go back years ago, Mr. Donald Finlay quite rightly got sacked from Rangers basically for singing sectarian songs, but it's okay for him to say this. I mean, that we're, we're clutching various different things here, Alex, and trying to yeah, bring, bring them together I think, and, I think back and to relate original, them. Yeah, thinking back to his original point in terms of what Liverpool players do, you know, I think it's all subjective what an individual player does. Uh, Celtic players have come out and been asked the mm. question they feel as if they are right there'll be other players who will be asked for other clubs don't think it's right so it's, it's just one man's yeah. interpretation and I mean for a bit of context and I can only really speak on behalf of Scott Brown because that happened on on this show Yeah, I mean the question the question isn't Scott what do you make 
what do you make of what's going on in the world? And he replies, I think we should be given the title. You know, the question well, is, the question is, Scott, if we cannot finish the season, what do we do? At which point he says, well, we were ahead. We were confident. We deserve the title. We've been the best. I'm, I know we live in the land of full controversy, Hugh, but I, I don't think that's that outrageous, is it? If the question is directly put, and by the way, every one of them has, has mentioned that they would prefer to finish it on the field. I know that's not possible. I, I don't know. I think there's enough drama here without <laughs> trying to create one there. Periodically, uh, Stephen Gerrard, because he's isolating down south uh, and because he's uh, high-profile Stephen Gerrard, he is invited uh, to speak to people down there and he offers the opinion that uh, it ain't over until 38 games have been played and so on and so forth. Now, if Stephen Gerrard was on the line now, I would ask him the question that I've asked Billy. How do you resolve this when there is no likelihood at all of football in May, June, July and possibly August. How do we end this season? And the clubs, 81% of them, voted for the three lower leagues to be ended now with an option uh, to to keep the Premiership on the back burner. But the back burner is, is gone out now. There's no way that we can play football now. So... They have to take a decision at the SPFL and in a matter of days it will be to declare Celtic champions. Alex, it's difficult because you, we started off and it's understandable, you're looking around Europe, you're seeing what are other leagues doing, it gives yeah. you gives you some sort of precedent, some sort of reference. You know, the French League, they, they declared, didn't they? And PSG yeah. got it. They had a similar points gap to, to what Celtic have got at the moment. I think Bruges, similarly, in Belgium. And then the Netherlands they, they rounded it off But they couldn't do that They were level on points And then you've got the rich leagues Who are Trying to get it who played are, Who are trying to get it played If we accept that we're not One of the rich leagues <laughs> You know wa- Water is wet And We accept that we're not Close And I, I get that Rangers Could technically catch Rangers But if we accept that We're not one of the rich leagues And we're not one of the ones That's you know level on points Or yeah. a point in it Is it really that surprising now To, to think that yeah, well, it's going, going to be to declared and Celtic are going to Gordon, be I said, champions. I said earlier on that uh, within what's the twenty fifth, uh, UEFA have actually said that they'll be looking for some sort of decision. For me, it'll be called before that. The precedent has already been set because of the vote that you said there, um, and Rangers are still trying to, as we, we know, with their uh, dossier yesterday. Hugh was saying earlier on that he feels as if it should end on this Tuesday. Uh, which is maybe uh, you know, <laughs> For me I'm not sure it will end on Tuesday He says it should do Whether it does I'm not sure Hugh? Um, well I think Alex I said that I don't think Rangers will get 75% support Did you not agree with that Earlier on in the programme? Yeah no I, I did say That they wouldn't get The vote Hugh But what you said Earlier on in the show Was you says It should be ended At that point I'm not quite sure That that will happen I think there'll be A bit more mileage in this So you mean like Court action or whatever Or taking it I just, I just think, I just think because of the impasse, the manner in which uh, both sides are actually at loggerhead, I don't see Tuesday being the end game, uh, as Hugh says it should be. Gordon, as you as you rightly say, Gordon, the only way then for Rangers is to take a civil action, and I'm not sure that Rangers at the present time, given what's going on, given their outgoings and no income whatsoever, I'm not sure Rangers could afford a civil action against 
the governing body of league football in Scotland. Well, here's what Stuart Robertson had to say from a Rangers perspective on what he thought about the future of the season. We had the resolution. The resolution has now been passed with with Dundee's, uh, you know, the, with Dundee's change of vote. They are in a situation where the board has the power to to call the season. So that, that's that's going through unless something was to happen with the resolution to be compromised. But that, that's how it sits at the moment. I think as every week goes by. One of the key things for me, going back to the end of March and beginning of April and all of this was, why don't we separate getting the money to the smaller clubs, the lower league clubs, from the decision to, to call the league? So we can actually buy ourselves a bit of time to look at what's possible and what's realistically going to happen. We're now four or five weeks on. We can see that the restrictions are still in place. You know, it's, it's not as the weeks go by, it's becoming more, not to be realistic, it's becoming more difficult to get 19, 20 finished within a sensible time frame. So I, th- I think that's, you know, we'll see where we get to the next couple of weeks. The UEFA deadline of the 25th is there. And I think, to be, to be realistic, I think that's that, that's a deadline that we're, we're probably going to have to work to to take a decision. Whether it's called earlier than that is, is a decision for the board. And uh, I mean, I'm only one voice on the board. Billy, thanks a lot for getting in touch tonight. And don't worry, I will never let Hugh Keevens call you Robert again. I will make sure he remembers next time. That was Billy in shots. What about this teaser? You need to, you need to make some progress. Kenny Vine is on Twitter. He is smashing them, and you've only got one. Uh, what about uh, Windass? No, I think he may was he maybe Mark. eleven. Mark Hately. No. Uh, John Daly. <laughs> no. Tim. Gordon Dury. Oh, this is getting worse. Right. Um, no. Kevin Kyle No Templeton Oh my goodness This is awful This is truly awful Let's take another call John and Canvas Lang Hi John Hi John Hey Hi How are you doing How's it going you okay Yeah Can you hear me okay Yeah got you loud and clear What's your point Good stuff Listen my, my, my point is I've, I've been listening to that Partick Thistle supporter Which And I, re- I feel really Sorry for, for Partick Thistle However I think As a Celtic fan We've been the hardest done by Honestly We want to play this out We want to win it We want to win A quadruple treble here Why would we not Want to play it I think they're, they're Two separate points Hugh I mean I think everyone On this show For as long as I can remember Has yeah. agreed I don't know If there's a competition To say who's been The hardest done by But I don't know Yeah Celtic have Well Miss out on a traditional trophy But You've got to surely put the teams Relegated by this At the forefront of your sympathies Yeah No one is contesting the fact That the 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 Celtic supporters And indeed the players And Everyone All the way up to Peter Lawwell Feel a, A sense of frustration But I'm sure You They Peter Lawwell All the way down Through Neil Lennon To Scott Brown To the rest of the squad all the way down through Neil Lennon to Scott Brown to the rest of the squad, understand that there has to be an element of humility about this. They have been left without the chance to play the semi-final of the Scottish Cup and perhaps the final, and the chance to play eight games to settle nine in a row on the park because of human tragedy. Now, for that reason, there has to be humility, and if... And when Celtic are declared champions, I would expect that the celebrations would be slightly muted because of the dreadful human tragedy that brought us to this point. So it's not a case of, oh, I was looking forward to a big party. Uh, So were 
perhaps many of the 1,800 people who are no longer with us. Yeah, I mean, John, is that is that not worth remembering again? I'll repeat it. Everyone here has been understanding that the teams that are top of the league will be robbed of that chance, and that is a shame. But, I mean, compare it to the teams that are relegated. That means cuts. That means Jobs. job losses. That means potentially never bouncing back from it. That's That's serious stuff. I am calling for that point. I am trying to make that point. I think it's much. It's so important that we forget, or don't forget, that this is this football is just the football, right? But actually, what we're all we're all arguing over some silly stuff here, really silly stuff. And and I think it's important to remember, that like, that there's there's lots of us Celtic fans who are just we're watching what's going on. We're quiet, but actually, as much as we're online and we're doing stuff on Twitter, and you'll <laughs> you'll pick up on this. But there's one club causing a lot of noise just now, and 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 actually my club is just sitting quiet just now, and I'm 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 a bit disappointed that I'm missing out. I'm disappointed that my father is missing out on a massive moment that he's been working up for. He's he's in his seventies. Okay, it's just a game of football. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think you would argue with that as a fellow no, you, you, seventy plus. Yeah, a fellow a fellow septuagenarian, as as we call it in Bearsden. Uh, but we, we, again, I bring you back to the point. We know that you've been denied a, a big party or whatever, a full house to uh, celebrate nine in a row. We, we know all of that. But just remember why you've been denied that. And there is no counter solution. There's nothing we can do. We can't play football safely. Well, I'm going to have to give you two help on this uh, teaser no, We're looking for the Rangers number 10 So all the guys that have worn number 10 for Rangers From the beginning of the squad number era 98-99 up until now Stephen Davis has got it Who are the 11 who went before you've got One who's Nacho Novo Flo? No oh. Dear, dear, um, Eric Bo Anderson oh, that, No, it's getting worse Right, I'll give you some clues I think I'm going to have to uh, Right, what about Young Scottish Starlet Who... Maybe didn't fulfil his potential initially But is now having a brilliant time of it down the road Gilmore? No um, Older than Fleck? Him. Yes, John Fleck Okay Again, another academy graduate Midfielder But when Rangers were in the lower divisions Was a standout then Went uh, south Lewis McLeod Yes, Lewis McLeod See, this is easy yeah, It's easy when you've got some clues <laughs> And um, What about recently? So if Stephen Davis has got it at the moment about in the last so couple 18, of seasons 18 months ago He came here um, So we're looking at uh, I'll try to think um, uh, Jordan Jones? No um, Went on Went to Dundee Went to Dundee Oh you're on I'm Put you out your misery Thinking time You two need to get your finger out We'll get the answers next The Full Time Teaser with scottishsun.co.uk Get all the latest football news and opinion Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Experienced players who know how to win Talk to thompsons.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Never have the pundits been struggling so much Going into the last part of a teaser Mikey Burns says Can you name the 11 players who've worn the number 10 for Rangers up until the point Stephen Davis took it Now remember squad numbers only started in the 98-99 season You've got Nacho Novo, John Fleck 
And Lewis McLeod uh, Loads of people giving it a good go on Twitter Craig D, he's listed off a good few that you don't have yet um, uh, Rod, Rod Wallace Yeah, I think I heard I overheard the two of you making up some good ground during the break Rod Wallace is one um, Dorans Yes, that was the one I was trying to give you a clue right. to, before the break Dundee, Graham Dorans yeah. Easy one, yeah uh, Kenny Miller No um, Mikey Moles Yes, Michael Moles uh, Ejaria Oh where have you pulled that one from That is I, I thought we'd be here all night Waiting on you to Ovi Ejaria Remember him? Yes Didn't see uh, too much of him yeah. That's fine One two three Four to get That's much better See what happens when I stop Talking rubbish to you And you get a bit of time I like that I like it okay uh, 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter Let's speak to Bill Who's a Rangers fan from Dumbarton Hi Bill Hello, how's it going, panel? Good, Bill. What have you got for us tonight? Um, I've just been listening in tonight, um, long-time listener. Um, I just think with everything that's going on with the SPFL right now, I think it's probably time for Rangers to maybe even consider a, perhaps even starting a breakaway league. You know, there's there's got to be a, an appetite for it. There's other clubs that agree with. But it may be time to go on our own to a fair and impartial league. Where are you going to go, Bill? That's the biggest question. Well, there's other teams in Scotland. Why, why don't we, we start our own breakaway league? You know, there's, we could even, for example, you look at the Challenge Cup, you could have teams from Northern Ireland. Um, no, Bill, 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 listen, see the financial implications of even going down that road. That ain't going to fly. We uh, we have four old firm games that needs to be uh, negotiated when we go to the table for contracts. If you're talking about lower league teams in Northern Ireland, it's a non-starter I'm, for me I'm already looking forward to Hugh Keevan's response <laughs> to this But I'm going to let him bubble away for just a little bit longer Bill, I want to know more detail uh, Tell me more about your, your. I mean, so at the moment, Bill, is it a League of Three? Is it you, Hearts and Stranraer? Because you're the three requisitioners For a start, there's, there's Partick Viss on in for Ness Caledonia they, they might be interested in coming with us um, I'm sure you obviously with Rangers You'd have an interest from the likes of Linfield would maybe join us um, There's a lot of disenfranchised sites in England Perhaps they would join us um, The Welsh teams for example Right and, and and explain sort of why Because I know Rangers are Are upset at some of the things that have gone on And they've published the dossier And I know that they're leading it They're shouting the most But in terms of teams negatively impacted by this vote It's Hearts and it's it's Partick Thistle And it's, you know, it's Stranraer Rangers actually haven't been... As hard hit by those teams Have, have they? Oh, no I wouldn't say we have But uh, there's no longer Sport and integrity involved In the league Then where do you go? Uh, right Hugh let, um, What do you think? In all Of my 35 years On Super Scoreboard This is uh, The most outlandish Outrageous Dim-witted Suggestion I have ever heard Uh Rangers at the moment are not in robust health financially. Even if people were interested in going along with them, uh, there's no money in it there. There's no European place because you'd be ostracised by UEFA. And this is the classic example of someone shouting to himself, this is a fix, Rangers have been done. Uh, and, you know, really, I'm sorry, I'm trying to be polite, but that is the most ludicrous suggestion I have ever heard. Oh, doesn't sound very polite to me, Bill. What would you call the league? I'm, I'm on to find out a bit more. Have you got a name for it? Um, oh, I find it. It wouldn't really matter. 
Scottish Sport and Integrity League for all that matters at oh, the that, moment. That's not very catchy. That's never going to. That's not going to catch on. Come on, Bill. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. I have mine. Um, I'll just thank you for your, your time, boys. Brilliant. Hope you have a great night. And Alex, I, I just have to say, you were one of my heroes growing up. I appreciate that. Thanks, Bill. Good man, hey, Bill. Thanks. Safe. Thanks for getting in touch tonight. I do. I just feel like. Uh, I think that name needs a bit of work. I know it builds right difference of opinion, but the Scottish Sporting Integrity League. I'm not sure. Not for the, me. I'm not sure how the Welsh uh, come into that. <laughs> can I listen? I think there's. Uh, I, I, Alex, can you imagine trying to? Can you imagine uh, Rangers trying to sell season tickets for a game against uh, the the, the Cobe Quarriers, whatever yes. they're called? No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Not going to happen. I wish you were here at the moment, Hugh, and I've never said that before. I quite like this distance that we've, uh, that we've got, but um, I want to see your face right now. <laughs> no, I mean, again, you summarise Bill's point. Bill is shouting, it's a fix, Rangers have been done. Uh, so he's come up with a sporting integrity league. In other words, if you're not in it, you have no sporting integrity. Uh, now, what have uh, Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs done to him? Uh, and... and uh, Morton and Motherwell and St Johnston, what have they done to him? You know, we are in a position created by a global catastrophe and we are trying to find a solution. Now, Bill has no solution to offer other than it's a fix. Do me a favour. No, listen, I don't think you can argue it. It was a bizarre, even though it was a nice compliment he gave us, it was a a bizarre kind of... Uh, point to make in terms of carving up the league I think we need to stick together at the moment I think if anything we need to actually kind of get everybody back on side because the factions between all the clubs uh, even you go back to the the alleged bullying in the championship the top table there's teams fighting there's animosity we need to pull together with for the for the better good of football yeah if I can try and extract some sort of seriousness from the point Hugh you do wonder where this goes f- from here I mean relations between Rangers and the governing bodies Have been frayed before um, It looks like they, you know, they could be at, at an all time low Stuart Robertson as it stands Is on the SPFL board Now don't forget that as part of this Rebuttal that the SPFL offered today They also are, are clearly Not impressed at all with, with Stuart Robertson over the last uh, Couple of days They say that um, they intend um, they've been asked what action that they intend to take in relation to the gross breaches of confidentiality that have been committed by the circulation of the Rangers document, including copying and publishing commercially sensitive information. Um, it's not appropriate in advance of the EGM to comment further, but we will return to this important issue in due course. So th- th- there are more chapters of this to be written. Oh, without doubt. Um, this will sustain us throughout the summer. Uh, but for me... Where Rangers go from Tuesday, if they do not get the 75% majority, is entirely Rangers' business. I don't think they can afford to take on a national association in the form of the SPFL. The legal costs would be spectacular. The time taken up would be horrendous. But that's Rangers' business. If they want to take a, a civil action, that's their business. Where we have to go from here as a country is we have to decide... When to call this league, when or if to declare Celtic champions, and then we have to address the business of clubs, and I repeat the phrase, clubs who are currently drowning. We've already gone 
and made our application to the Scottish Government. We need money to sustain the industry known as Scottish football. We've got to go on with that. If Rangers want to go to court, that's up to them. Yeah, and, and the, the mm. thing about that is, Alex, we are now getting ahead of ourselves. But you're you're allowed to speculate because everyone is everyone thinks that the vote is is doomed on Tuesday. Even you and, and lots of Rangers fans that, that come on. So, if it was to be some sort of I don't know legal action or whatever, that's not that's not quick. I mean that that's going to no, rumble going, on for a long yeah. time. So, Rangers might well want to to dig in and, and maintain their position. Fine, but just you know from the outside looking at the sort of health of our game and where we do go from here. You wonder how we would negotiate our way through that. Yeah, listen, I think you're absolutely right. I think it would possibly take a couple of years to get to the bottom of it in terms of the financial predicament where Rangers are. Well, I can't speak for because I don't know where the, the board member's wealth is. Uh, I know Doogie Park's got a few quid. If he feels the need to dig in and take this further, then you may well find that that might be the case. Okay, I think that'll do us on the calls tonight because you two have got work to do on this teaser. How many are you looking for? Four. Four players to wear number 10 for Rangers since squad numbers came into being, if you like. Uh, Stephen Davis has got it at the moment, so it's the 11 others. Ejaria, Dorans, McLeod, Fleck, Novo, Moles, Wallace, and you've got four to get. Hugh, who was the the, the, the Newcastle couple of players that came up? There was a... Yes, kind of you're Croatian right. Croatian guy. Um... Do you remember him, Hugh? He was a, a, a sand dancer, quite talented. <laughs> That's the one I'm thinking about. I'm, I'm close. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, he played in the, the playoff games against yeah. Motherwell. Hugh and I were there. Yeah, I'm struggling. I don't know his name. You like the initials, Hugh, don't you? Yeah, just, yeah, let's yeah. just go for them, right? His initial HV. Vetovic <laughs> <laughs> Harris Vukic Vukic yeah. Right we're going to have to Work our way through these What about young Scots Winger Now playing in the English Championship uh, Barry Mackay Yes Barry Mackay uh, Going way back now To this one 98-99 Initials I'll do it initials Just because Hugh likes it G-A Gabriel Amato Yes Gabriel Amato oh. And the last one A tricky one Do you remember He uh, Somehow It's caused a bit of a stushy When he flicked the ball Over an Alawa player's head And everyone was asking Was that disrespectful Do you remember it He yes, pulled off this oh, yeah. uh, Nah you two are never getting that N-O Nathan Odua Odua Thank you Hugh Keevans In magnificent form tonight You have a good weekend We'll speak to you on Monday Thank you Good man Alex Ray Thanks for joining Cheers. us in the studio We are back Monday night 6 o'clock We'll go over all the big talking points From another week uh, George Bowie is in the studio And he's up next Live streamed on his Facebook page as well Get your weekend well and truly started Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Helping you return to action Talk to Thompson's.com